0: Podcasting from my new leather chair. This is Philosophy Guy number 26. Ever since
1: I was a lonely child, I, I think I feel too much. Been without it for so long, I really. It's to feel, let touch So where is the love? i mm-hmm. To cry on, what you want, not what you need. I'll be your shoulder to cry on.
0: Godsafe Music Network. That was Bloom, shoulder to cry on. Hey, welcome back to the Philosophy Guy Show. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. For those uh, regular listeners, um, thanks for coming back. Hey, it's um, you know, for a long time I didn't have much to talk about, but now, wow, this stuff is uh, just flying. Well, lots to talk about first of all, talk about uh my new chair yeah it um last Wednesday a week ago, probably by the time this comes out uh, was valentine's day and uh, i I did get my wife roses and believe it or not they're still uh not dead they're not dead yet um and she got me a new leather desk chair. Uh the one we had was a wooden chair and it uh broke. So we we kind of lived on a card chair for a while but uh thank you dear I appreciate it very much uh and uh it's very comfy and you can hear it if I s- go back and forth you can hopefully hear it. Um and then of course most of us in the household except me got sick. So basically we're all now recovered from our flu and and such so uh um we're feeling better the weather's getting slightly warmer in wisconsin i, I you, you, hopefully hopefully uh it was like in the f- it was in the forties yesterday and kind of i think it was creeping up into the forties today hmm, maybe may just maybe we won't get any more snow. I'm knocking on fake wood here, and uh, hopefully, hopefully that's uh, the case. A couple things I want to talk about today. Uh, one, um, Bush is uh, the no-confidence vote in Congress. I weigh in on Anna Nicole S- Smith. I talk about uh, a prediction that came true, and... Lastly, we uh learn how you can get involved in a fun event and it only is going to cost you 99 cents. The um the Congress on Friday voted to it wasn't a censure, it was kind of I guess a vote of no confidence, a resolution um Basically saying to President Bush, we do not approve of your plan to send twenty thousand more troops into Iraq. Um, non-binding, of course. Uh, so, what does that mean? Well, I think it's I think it's the first step in saying, hey, you know, let's put a little bit of uh, logic or a little bit of thinking into what our next steps are in a the war. The war's gone what they say it's gone longer than World War 2. And um it might be time before we commit more troops uh to step back and to think about what we're doing and to think about what this policy of going after the terrorism the war on terrorism really means and what is it really costing and congress uh, took it actually fairly seriously the house and and they spent a good deal of time debating it it was over 40 hours from what i remember reading and they said it was probably up there not Not as much, but close to the amount of time they took to debate the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So, it tells me that uh, people are starting to seriously consider what's been going on and what our next steps are. Um, I did see briefly before I recorded that uh, Tony Blair was going to propose or is proposing... A timetable to uh, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> to pull troops out of Iraq, and I'm not sure since I just saw the headline that if it was British troops only, or a greater timetable for British and American troops, or the multilateral force. Um, but it does give. Us pause I guess the the thing um I would be willing or looking forward to seeing the debate on is whether Congress is actually going to put a little bit of muscle behind the um behind their words and 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 talk about uh negotiating with the administration to begin a phased withdrawal or uh, just cut funding I'm not sure we'll have to all see I guess uh, stay tuned for the Podsafe Music Network this is Lee Broderick with Madeline
2: there for you again wish I could write another song to tell you
0: been a little over a week since Anna Nicole Smith's tragic death. We may never know all the circumstances that led up to her untimely death at the age of 39. I will first say that I am not a fan of Anna Nicole Smith. I never saw her reality TV show. I generally don't read gossip magazines or watch the gossip TV shows. I could, in fact, live my life very well without ever knowing Anna Nicole Smith. Her celebrity and her untimely death, along with her rags-to-riches story, seems almost too much to avoid. Charles Gibson, in the World News Tonight story reporting her passing, said that Anna Nicole was famous for being famous. Parallels to Marilyn Monroe were obvious and disturbing. A larger, a person larger than life in public, but also tragically sad at the same time. Someone who seemingly had everything and have it crash down around her. As I view the three-ring circus that is surrounding her death, her estate, and her children, four things come to mind. First, It's too early to make light of this, although the morbid temptation is there. I once heard, and I can't remember where, that comedy is tragedy plus time. At some point after 9-11, we gave ourselves permission to laugh again, even to laugh at the tragic events of that day. Although there are those who will make Anna Nicole jokes at this point, I won't. Second, I got an overwhelming sense that she was unhappy, no matter what she did to find happiness. I wouldn't dare to speculate on whether she felt happy. How would I know? I sense, however, that she did not live a happy life. Third, her tragic death gives us pause to once again inquire on the true meaning of happiness. Aristotle uses the term eudaimonia for happiness. In Greek it means roughly good spirit, but it also is often translated as well-being or human flourishing. A life of well-being for Aristotle had to do with patterning our actions in such a way that we live life virtuously. For Aristotle, living the good life was having all parts of our personality, our emotions, appetites, and reason under control and doing good. Pleasure was the result of doing good and avoiding evil. Doing good makes us feel happy, but trying to make ourselves feel happy does not make us good. In fact, for Aristotle, seeking pleasure as an end in itself was foolish. Lastly, for Aristotle, friends are the reflection of the person we are. You attract friends like yourself. For Aristotle, true friends are those who share common ideas of pursuing the good and enjoying the pleasure of living the virtuous life. I was saddened to hear that Anna Nicole Smith died in a hotel suite surrounded by people who were supposed to be her friends. How do true friends let something bad happen without at least trying to prevent it? That I will not understand. For Anna, the story is over. Whether she led a happy life is between Anna and her maker. Unfortunately, the saga of Anna Nicole Smith continues. At this point, at least... It's a tragic saga. Hopefully someday those she left behind can find a sense of well-being, a sense of peace.
3: This day has come to i wow. about you You'd only push on
0: From the Podsafe Music Network, that was Maria Danes with Heart Shape Blues. Well, the um, last show I made a couple of predictions and one seemed to have already come true, at least partially. But I'm not sure if it will fully come to fruition. The prediction was that Sirius... Satellite Radio and XM Satellite Radio would merge. Well, yesterday, Sirius Satellite Radio and XM announced a $13 billion stock merger of equals according to their press release, which will make the largest digital media delivery system according to them and will provide users with uh, the best in audio entertainment and new media entertainment Um, I am a uh, subscriber to both XM and Sirius and uh, I do enjoy this both services and both services have their strong points. XM has uh Major League Baseball and Opie and Anthony and music. Better deeper quality music and the the high points for Sirius are um the talk um public radio, and the NFL. Howard Stern's not a big selling point for me, but he is also on the Sirius platform. Um, And the reason that they wanted to merge, according to Mel Karmazin and, uh, and Gary Parson, the CEOs of the respective companies Sirius and XM, is to uh take their synergies and compete against the new media when the companies were given licenses in the late nineties ninety six ninety seven um what the the landscape out there was terrestrial radio and that was about it but now Their argument is that they need to join forces to compete against terrestrial radio, HD terrestrial radio, the iPod, MP3s, and yes, podcasts. So... We are now playing with the big boys, if, if you believe, XM Satellite Radio and Sirius Satellite Radio. Excuse me. <coughs> what does it mean for us guys who shell out the money every month to hear the, uh, the music and, and talk on these platforms? Well, at this point, nothing. Uh, it's going to be a long, arduous and maybe impossible process. Reason I say that is that the in the express law that gave XM and Sirius license to broadcast on this new frequency allocated by the FCC in the late 90s was that they cannot merge because currently, Like satellite television, it's a dualopoly, at least in the U.S. So, if they merge, then you have one company that controls all satellite radio. And the competition is not there. The chairman of the FCC, and and his name escapes me right now, um has kind of waffled a bit when it was uh, quoted in in January it was pretty much like uh, not (laughs) not on a cold day in hell will that happen but now it's more like there's some significant hurdles that need to be um, overcome for the merger of these two competitors And I think the overarching argument that Sirius and XM are going to try to make and to determine and the FCC is going to have to buy into to accept a merger like this is that satellite radio is just one media within the larger context of all media and that the competition is not between XM and Sirius but the competition is between XM, Sirius and Clear Channel or Viacom CBS Radio and their new products in HD Radio and, and Terrestrial Radio Podcasts mp3 players streaming music over tele uh cell phones wimax which is uh new wi-fi that would be available almost everywhere um streaming internet radio Telephone broadband, which would allow... Or cell phone broadband, from like Verizon, Singular, and Sprint, that would allow pretty much a user to have... non-stop access to the internet, wherever they are, whenever they are. So... They want to do... They want to get this done in a year. I don't... I, I'm, I'm skeptical. So I guess at this point... I don't get a break on my subscription. <laughs> but at some point, if this does work, then maybe I get the NFL and uh, baseball, Opie and Anthony and Howard Stern on one radio, and I can turn off one. And they lose 12 bucks in the process. But so be it. Second thing I want to talk about, and it's a relationship to the, uh, to Podcasting is in competition or in community with the rest of uh, media. One thing I always f- struggle with is how do you get podcasting, and how do you, how does podcasting artists and from the Podsafe Music Network, etc., get themselves in? Break, them, break that barrier into the mainstream. Yes, we're still... Like satellite radio, we're still in the minority of uh, listenership out there. Um, so how do you break in? How do bands break that from independent into no listen to on Z100 or whatever your flavor of uh, terrestrial radio is? Well... Here's one opportunity. It is called Bum Rush the Charts. And the idea here is that we're going to take an opportunity for all of us collectively on March 22nd, 2007 to go and take an independent artist that's that's made an established name for themselves in the podsafe podcasting arena and the and the independent podsafe music arena and get them noticed by the big boys and how are they how are we going to do that you may ask well it's by taking one artist and getting him to be the number one artist purchased on iTunes on a particular day. 322.07, March 22nd, 07. And the artist is Black Lab, and the song is Mine Again. So the, the idea is very simple go to iTunes on March 22nd, take 99 cents, buy the tune from Black Lab, Mine Again and um i what i will do and this is not my idea by the way this is uh uh from the the guys at the financial aid podcast and i will put out a link to um their website here regarding this called bumrushthecharts.com and i'll put a graphic out there and and you can um. add yourself as well and let your voice be heard their uh, their little tagline is I'm in are you well philosophy guy is in and he's going to buy mine again by Black Lab on March 22nd and I'm going to watch to see that An independent artist, Black Lab, who had been on a major label not once but twice and had been dropped by them, make it into the number one song sold on iTunes. And maybe back on Z100 or, in my world, WKTI, and maybe I'll hear something from Black Lab on regular radio. So I'm going to leave you um, with a song from Black Lab and also a a promo for an event coming up this Thursday. Sea dog from the Pod Music Countdown is uh, putting together has an interview with Lee Broderick. Um, and he'll be, he'll be putting that on his feed come Thursday so check that out as well so until next time, talk to you later
4: She looks scared with a broken heart To be rough. I like her so much, I don't know where to start She looks good with her eyes red Matches a long red dress I like the way that she walks, the way that she talks, no matter And now she's
0: Contact The Philosophy Guy, you can call the comment line 206-309-7445 or write comments at thephilosophyguy.net or thephilosophyguyshow at gmail.com. I love
1: you think about a he's pissed.
2: Please forgive me.
5: Was there for you again. That of course was Madeline by Lee Broderick. I'm Chris Daly of the Pod Music Countdown, otherwise known as the PMC Top Ten, where we count down the top ten most podcasted songs every week. I spun that song out as a world premiere bonus track, and it has caught on like lightning. Podcasters all over the planet have been spinning that song out, and fans all over the world have been loving his new album, Opinions. Yeah, recently, I sat down with Lee Broderick for a very special interview, and that interview will air in its entirety on the Pod Music Countdown next week.
4: It's it's an amazing, a well, an amazing opportunity to to get music out there in such a big way, and I never really appreciated how 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 big it was until we've sat down, we've looked at it, you know. It's,
5: yeah, Lee Mania is on the march, and I want to thank all the podcasters out there who have helped make this the phenomenon that it is between his concert coming up in second life on the 24th the interview coming up next week and all the great music being played by podcasters this is definitely lee's time to shine
4: and then just felt it was right to put the album together so to there was no as let's make an album. There was no sort of plan, you know, when we said, we're going to
5: do this. Look for the entire interview at podmusiccountdown.com, beginning on the 22nd. Until next time, I'm Chris Daly, reminding you to keep it real. Please forgive me, Madeline. Power by Cast Blaster.
3: This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com.